What's going on, everybody? We got Lawrence McNair here today talking about enthusiasm and positivity. If you listen to this and you're not jacked up and you're not excited and you're not bringing the energy, man, then you must be dead. So listen to this, get energized, get out there, be a man that's on purpose and on fire every single day. Gentlemen, welcome to the Purpose Infused Brotherhood, the podcast where men come to build, battle, and bond together and be the best versions of themselves. If you're a man who's ever felt out of alignment with his purpose, then you're in the right place to reignite the fire and infuse male purpose into your life every single day. And now your hosts, John Doe and Clay Smeltzer. What's up, everybody, dude? We are rolling already and uh, with Lawrence McNair, and we're talking about enthusiasm and positivity. We have the enthusiasm going already, and uh, I can't wait just to keep rolling into this conversation that we got going on. So we're going to take the next 30 to 45 minutes. We're going to talk about enthusiasm, positivity, how it ingrains into your life. Larry, at the end, is going to give you the top three tools to help men keep that enthusiasm and positivity in their life to be men who are on purpose and on fire every single day. So, John, what's up? How you doing? And introduce Lawrence to everybody. Super, super well after the holiday, which was amazing. You know, Thanksgiving was a great time and uh, just super awesome to be here. Meeting Larry, uh, Larry here, this was this was awesome. The conversation's been great so far. And then I go pop open the, uh, the bio here and then I'm like, oh, it makes sense. This is all good stuff in here. So, <laughs> you know, it's Lawrence is a... Uh, anti-aging thinking coach for men 40 and over, which I may qualify for that. Um, certified think and grow rich coach, uh, human behavior spe- specialist and a mot- motivational speaker. So uh, look forward to him, you know, sharing with all of us and uh, say hello to our audience and give us a win for a week, win for the week for you. Oh, hey, it's my turn, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Tag, you're it. I thought the bio was going to go on and on, but it's time for, <laughs> time for the win for the win of the week. Uh, my win of the week is uh, what did I do? Usually, when I move into a new place, I got this thing like meet ninety people in ninety days. Mm. Whenever I move mm. into a new place, and I moved to San Diego like you know six months ago, and uh, I want to say that I'm up to probably my I was working on my seventh round of ninety people. So now that I've been in San Diego. For six months almost, I do know 180 people. Nice. That's I made nice. it to the 180 people person that, you know, that I befriend since I've been here in San Diego. So I'm excited about that. Awesome. Hey, we're, we're going to talk about uh, enthusiasm and positivity. And, and guys, listeners here, I'm going to tell you right now, if uh, Larry's been on a couple other shows <laughs> in the past and stuff, if you aren't positive after this and you aren't enthusiastic <laughs> after this, like, I don't know, you need to go like go to the gym, work out or something like that or whatever it is. But man, we're, we're going to have a great time. We had a great time. I love talking with Larry. Uh, he's a friend of mine. And uh, I just it, the wisdom that comes out of Larry is just incredible. But just looking at that enthusiasm and positivity. So, um, Larry, can you just give just a little uh, background, a quick background of kind of where you're from, uh, how you like you from? Give us a two minute from birth till now. <laughs> no pressure. Kidding? Just saying no pressure at all. Two minutes ago. Two minutes. You better talk like that little mini micro machine guy. You better talk fast. Well, a lot, you know, a lot of things can happen in 60 years, Clay, from birth till, from birth till now. A lot of stuff can happen. Um, well, again, my name is, you know, Lawrence McNair. I am a, uh, I'm a chiropractor by trade, just a few things that some people may not, uh, you know, may not know. I always tell people I went from adjusting spines to adjusting minds. Yeah. So now instead of, you know, adjusting spines, I, because a lot of people have, you know, issues with their minds, just like they do with their health. Um, I grew up in, born and raised, and I grew up in Mississippi. I attended Mississippi State University. I was back, you know, in the 70s, for sure. Um, I went to a chiropractic school, a life chiropractic college in uh, Marietta, Georgia. That was a long time ago as well. Uh, what else have I done? I practiced chiropractic for uh, ooh, a bunch of years. I've been a chiropractor for 36 years. It don't even seem like nice. that long, nice. but, it's, uh, <laughs> but it's been uh, 36 years. Um, I've been married, um, divorced as well. I have two kids. Uh, my daughter, Bianca, is 28. My son, Isaac, is 25. I have a beautiful granddaughter, Kaylee. She's uh, she's four years old. Both of my kids live in Tampa, the Florida. Best. Um, 
I moved from uh, Mississippi to Georgia, to North Carolina, and to Maryland. So I made my way all the way up the East Coast. So I've been in Maryland for the last 20, 21 years. And uh, yeah, I decided to, uh, after my last daughter, you know, my, da my daughter moved out, my, my last daughter, but after my daughter moved out, I decided to, uh, like I said earlier, I decided to get, <laughs> get something off my bucket list or what I call my bucket list and uh, pack up and move to, uh, and move to California. Uh, Which is a fucking trend, by the way, because most people are leaving California. So I mean, it is, and and all my friends were leaving California too, and they're like, "Man, you're like, we're leaving." You know, the gas prices are high, the taxes are high, and they told me about all these things. And I said, "You know, I'm not moving to California for gas prices. I'm not moving for taxes. I'm moving for quality of life, for peace of mind. So a lot of different things that I move for that would cause other people to leave and you know and and uh, you know and move out. So I do yeah. find that here. I do find you know peace of mind, a better quality of life." Not like I had a bad quality of life when I was over there, but I just moved for so many different reasons. Yeah. And the taxes don't bother me. I don't make enough money for that anyway, but the taxes don't <laughs> really bother me. The gas prices don't bother me too much. I live in a neighborhood that's kind of walkable. You know, I can right. walk everywhere. Sometimes I may not drive for three or four days. Mm. You know, my car is just parked. So I had all that kind of, you know, going mm -hmm. around in my, you know, in my mind as well. So it's been, it's been great. You know, I've been here for five months. It's been very exciting. Uh, men's coaching I've been doing I've been I've been mentoring men for 45 years yeah and I've been coaching men full-time like as a uh, as a profession probably for the last uh, last five years um, I do um, I'm a certified um, think and grow rich coach there are no think and grow rich coaches coaches I think we're the people who are in the class right now with me we are the first think and grow rich actual coaches nice uh, we're, we're being taught by the president of think and grow rich uh, the think and grow rich institute um, I am a, uh, I also my brand is anti-aging thinking where I teach men how to look 30 or 60 without uh, yeah. drugs, surgery, or expensive supplements. Uh, and and listen, if you're, thinking. if you're watching the video now, like how old are you, Larry? 60 and some 60 plus actually. 60, yeah, 60 plus. <laughs> see, yeah. See, see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You never like literally seriously. Yeah. Even, you got me. Like, give me something to shoot for here. I, just, I still got a few years. But I'm getting there fast with a quickness. <laughs> yeah. It, it does. It does happen. Happen pretty quick. And, and, you know, think and grow rich is definitely one of our favorite books with, as long as, you know, uh, along with, outwitting the devil outwitting the devil yeah mm -hmm. yep absolutely and and i've also read quite a few of uh greg reed's books as well you know, Good, greg yeah. Reed, yeah greg reed is amazing uh stickability mm -hmm. thoughts are things yes. with him and bob proctor so yeah that's awesome yeah oh that's great stuff and that's, uh, that's how you keep your enthusiasm up as well yeah reading all For these sure. positive books it keeps yeah. you enthusiastic about living yeah and about absolutely. life you know and about life altogether Yes, so, absolutely. And that's what we're here to talk about enthusiasm positivity what's your take on enthusiasm Let's let's wow. see what what like, because I mean I, I think lots of times too is like we want to we I think the word enthusiasm also conjures up the word motivation you know or motivated uh, and lots of times the way we think about it you know too is like for me I always tell motiv motivation like motivation is when you're in process already and it allows you to keep going what's your inspiration that's what kind of moves you so enthusiasm yeah. I think encapsulates maybe all of it but I want to get your take on. What's enthusiasm to you? What's that look like? Um, how does that kind of roll? And like, how do we actually, as men, how do we keep it? We, we got so much, so many things going on. Our time is booked up with, you know, family, with work, with this, with mowing the yard, doing all these different things. Our energy is low. We sometimes, we, you know, when, when time is gone, energy is lower. And then we're not building the relationships really well with our family and our kids. So how can this enthusiasm, how can we increase our enthusiasm and our energy for life? And you, you know, you challenged me, man, because you've been asking like 16 questions and like one, <laughs> like one question. Like, get it all out. Let's get know, it all this out. Is what, this Listen, is I know I you my, can handle it. I know you can handle I, it. I know this is when I need my sixth grade English teacher when she's dissecting or, uh, you know, a, a sentence. This is the predicate This is direct objects. And this oh, you lost me right there. You said English and I went bloop. <laughs> I forgot to a math teacher. Okay, let me give a math example. <laughs> two plus two is eight, right? No. Yeah. You know, I'm good at math, except when you start adding the alphabet, then I, I get lost. lost yeah, when it's all going. Yeah, yeah when, when, when we get that. So enthusiasm, enthusiasm for me, I think you were on the right, you were on the right uh, path with it. I look at it this way in more practical terms. Um, it's like a truck and cars have it too. Uh, with the truck, you have a thing called torque. Look at an engine. You have torque and you have horsepower. 
enthusiasm is the torque. Mm. It's the thing that actually gets you going. I'm excited about going. I get in my truck and I hit the accelerator and those RPMs are revved all the way up to, you know, to the red line over there. That's enthusiasm. Then I got passion. Passion is kind of like the horsepower. That's the thing that keeps me going. Enthusiasm is torque. It gets me going. And passion about what it is I'm doing, it's the thing that keeps me going. It becomes a horsepower. So enthusiasm for me is something that gets me off the line. It gets me out of the block. Um, it gets me out of the block. It's that thing I'm waiting for the gun, for the guy. I'm on the blocks and waiting for the guy to shoot the gun off. And I'm mm-hmm. enthusiastic. Uh, it can be nervous. It can be nervous, some nervous energy sometimes too. Uh, enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. On top of all that, I think that enthusiasm is one of life's, life's most valuable emotions. Mm. As a matter of fact, I think it is life's most valuable emotion is enthusiasm. That's awesome. If I'm depressed and I really want to get out of a rut, I need to find something to get enthusiastic about. If I'm anxious and I want to get out of a rut, I can do what I can find something to get enthusiastic about. If I'm at home and my wife and my kids are driving me crazy, I think of the gym. I say, let me get to the gym. And I get all excited and get enthusiastic about going to the gym. And I go and jump in my pickup truck and I crank up that torque, get that enthusiasm going. Press the accelerator, man, and I take off to it. So enthusiasm to me is one of life's most valuable, emo- one that we don't talk about a lot, one of the yeah. emotions that we don't we don't talk about it because most people don't look at enthusiasm as being an emotion, but it is. It's a state that you put yourself into is what enthusiasm is. I got to get happy. And men, remember, we're goal-oriented. We're goal-centered, right? And it's that enthusiasm that keeps us setting these goals Correct. year after year. A man loses, I'm answering all your questions now. Yeah. A man oh, loses. You keep going. You keep going. Yeah. I'm taking a, a notes man, like crazy. I hope for your right. listeners, you better get pencil, pen, and paper if you don't already. I know John I'm, I'm, and I got it. Yeah. A man, a man, um, a man loses his enthusiasm when he has no goals. He has no definite purpose for, you know, for himself. And always, it's kind of like getting in your truck again. When I decide I want to go to the grocery store to get something to go somewhere, I get out, you know, get into my truck or get into my car and I turn it on and I can hear it. I can hear the torque. I can, you know, I'm ready to, I'm ready to roll. So enthusiasm, it dies out when you quit setting goals. Watch this. You know, when we're kids, when we're little kids, kids are always enthusiastic about every little thing. They're enthusiastic about you, you ice cream, dogs. Oh, yeah. It doesn't really matter. They're kids like it. Once we get older, like you say, we start getting wives and yep. we start getting kids. We start getting jobs. We start getting this. A lot of things that we were once enthusiastic about, they no longer serve us or yeah. they, we push them to the back burner. We're not enthusiastic about those things. In other words, we grow up and I think we grow up too fast. I don't think yeah. that men should grow up until they're 60. And I'm still growing. I'm still, you know, I'm still, I agree I'm with still. that. I'm, I'm, my wife might not sometimes, or my kids, but I agree well, with it. My kids are okay with it. They're like, Dad, you're so enthusiastic. We go to like, uh, we go to the uh, theme parks and stuff. My, I'm just, see, my kids call that. My kids tell me I'm extra. <laughs> why are you always so extra it's they just like, walk hey. away sometimes my kids just walk away from me i'm like what are you doing They're like you're just weird i'm like thanks <laughs> i got a shirt that says it's good to be extra it is good <laughs> to be extra my son is that way too sometimes we're doing push-ups together and you know we get to like 19 and he's like struggling and i look over at him he's like struggling oh, i'm like number 34 and he's on like 20 he was like barely making about the floor i'm on like 40 push-ups he said dad you know that's extra you don't have to do all that you know you can just kind of like do your 20 and like you know keep on going so i understand what you mean when you say you're doing when you're doing something uh yeah you're doing something extra but that's what enthusiasm is all about enthusiasm enthusiasm is about doing that extra thing yeah. and going that extra mile but being happy in the process yeah and that's yeah. a lot of times we do work. We do cut the yard. We do have, you know, mundane things to do. How can I make cutting my grass an enthusiastic thing? Yeah. How can I be happy about that? Does that make sense? But the problem is, as adults, we see things as work and see things as chores and see mm-hmm. things. That's why our kids don't want to do chores because they see us yeah. <laughs> out there trying to cut the grass. It's a chore to us. Their chores become chores. They just mimic us, you know, pretty yeah. much. Their, their enthusiasm comes pretty much for our, from our enthusiasm, you know, about things, especially when it comes to work and when it comes to chores, you know, and things like that. They just, they just look at us and they say, well, you know what, dad, you feel the same way when you, when you have to cut the grass and you have to wash the car. Well, mom asked you to go put gas in the car, to yeah. the car. You, you have to shovel snow. You're like, shit, I got to go shovel snow. I don't feel like doing, they remember that stuff. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And it becomes something for them. It becomes something that they can get enthusiastic about or not get enthusiastic mm-hmm. about. Another thing about enthusiasm is that, that I like is that you can turn it on and off. Yeah, there's a switch yeah. that you can turn on and off. I can get hype about something or I cannot be hype about something. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And sometimes it can't come on, you know, it can't come on by itself. You know, yeah. I, I remember, I remember, uh, I remember my first time having sex with a girl and I was excited, you know, I was enthusiastic about it, man. And I was so enthusiastic about it that we just started kissing and doing stuff and shit happened before it happened. It was supposed to happen. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's, Been there, done that. Says, says every man. <laughs> that's, that's, that's an example of being enthusiastic about something that you're so enthusiastic that it just happened, you know, before, you know, before it happened. But we redid it the next day and it came out okay. We, we, we worked we, out better that time. We, yeah, we did a retake, you know, the next that's day. Great. It actually, yeah, it came out okay. But that, that's what, that's, that's what, that's what I think of enthusiasm so far. You guys can chime in if you want. No, that's there you great. And, you know, I'll love- tell you one thing. One thing is I, we were talking about it made me think of the, uh, you know, that whole men- mentality of having to do something versus getting to do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, when you look at it with that get to mentality versus that have to mentality, it definitely yeah. is is a lot better situation for sure. So actually, that, that's a good point, because when you say when you say to yourself that you actually get to do it, that's really turning on your enthusiasm. Yep. Mm-hmm. But how far can you take it? You see, I can throw you the right. ball. We're playing football. I can throw you the ball. We're pa- playing basketball. I can pass you the ball. But are you willing to take it down the court? Are yep. you willing to run with the ball? I've, I've caught the ball before, and I'm like, shit, look at all these big guys coming to me. <laughs> right. Sometimes when we catch the ball like that or say I get to do it, it can become cliche-ish. Yeah. You know, to yeah. say, and I hear people say it all the time. It's not that, you know, uh, it's not a bad thing and thing like this. Like, well, I get to do it, but then that's as far as they take it. Right. Do you actually go and do something? You know, oh, do you crank up it. your enthusiasm and take it? You, you know, get it done time? when you get to do it. Yeah. There can you, go. you t- right? Can can you turn that passion on? Can you get that yeah. horsepower and continue to you know mm-hmm. to do it? Sometimes we stop at torque. We're just in the car, just yeah. ramming up our engines. Just, mm-hmm. We're just making a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. We, exactly. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> making a lot of noise. Yeah. No, I love it too because what what it did. And John, I'm glad you said that too because it, yeah. it's one of those things that you know we talk about <laughs> in the brotherhood is that line that you cross every day. You know, and, and and to me, you know, that that's where it came from. My dad lining us up on the the third baseline and saying, "Look to your right, look to your left. Those are your brothers. Now look down at your feet. Here's the line. Don't step across that line unless you're willing to give it every single thing that you got." One of the things that you said here: a man loses his enthusiasm when he has no purpose, passion, basically intention. And that mm-hmm. line is your intention for the day, and that and for the day. So when you step, when you I used to roll out of bed and it came back to like, I had to get out of bed. I have to do this. Now I get to, but again, what is the intention behind the, I get to, and what actions are you doing after that too? Because what happens is as men, you know, we put our feet on the ground and just start running. They're like, all all of a sudden our days at the end of the day, we're like, holy shit. Like, what did I get done today? What did I do? And that's where it comes into feeling like, am I good enough? Do I have what it takes? Am I accomplished what I really want to do? I, how, how good do I feel when I look at my life? How good do I feel about, Hey, I'm really doing what I really want to with my life and leave, leave that legacy and build that legacy in the moment that I really want to. And lots of times when we just run, run, it's we're not doing that. And what we tell guys to do is that line is so important. I think this is what you're talking about with enthusiasm. That line, you have to know exactly what that line means. When you wake up and give gratitude that you got another day to go after it, when your feet hit the ground, that line, you are stepping across that line and saying you are willing as a man, as a husband, as a father in your career to show up a certain way. And that enthusiasm, but you have to know exactly when you cross that line, what that line's made up, and take that enthusiasm into the day. To to and think about it. When I step across that line, and I know exactly how I'm going to show up all day, dude. Like it's exciting. Like I get to show up as an energetic, enthusiastic, positive, like dad. I get to do that and husband and so forth. You know. And sometimes it's extra, but sometimes you need a little freaking extra. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I think that's that's what, what you're talking about there is when you step across that line in the morning, what intention are you giving to your day? A man without intention is a man that's not doing what he really wants to be doing with his life. What's your thoughts on that? I, I agree. I mean, you pretty much just reverb, you know, pretty much what what you know what we were what we were talking about. You know, and, and having an intention, I mean, that's very important uh, to do it. The thing that we have to uh, we have to be concerned about is make sure that our intention makes us happy. Yeah. Because when I make goals, I always make happy goals. Yeah. 
And when I make a happy goal, it fuels my enthusiasm. Mm. The enthusiasm has to be fueled, it has to be fed, and it has to be financed. Either I'm gonna buy myself something, I'm gonna feed myself something, or so it has to be fueled, it has to be fed, or it has to be financed. That's awesome, man. And 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 um, I'm writing it down here. So I know John. John, look, John has his head down too. We're, we're both right. Don't like, watch me all the time goal. over here. <laughs> make a happy goal fuels my enthusiasm. Yes. And, and enthusiasm and, has to be fueled. It has to be uh, fed, and it has to be financed. Yeah. And that's those, great. Are the, those are the three things that 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 uh, that feeds your uh, feeds your enthusiasm. Finances, think, feed, and fuel. Yeah. And I, I'm and sorry. I think that's awesome. No, no, no. I think that's awesome because the, the real thing is there too. Is like what keeps you going. You know, mm-hmm. and that's the thing is because like life gets long sometimes. You know, the day gets long. Some days you're like, holy shit, it's only four o'clock, and I still have all this stuff to do. Like. It gets long, but how do you con- how do you stay consistent with your enthusiasm, with your excitement? I, all right, Go and ahead. I'm gonna yeah. t- and I'm gonna tell you how to stay consistent with this is good, isn't it? I'll tell you how it to stay. Good. Oh yeah, how to stay consistent with your how to stay consistent has all to do with what fuel you're running on. Now you go to the gas station with your car. You you can run on 87. You can run on regular. You can run on 89. You can run on mid grade, or you can run on 93. You can run on high grade and I have to check my intentions and I have to check my fuel and see what I'm actually putting into my mind and putting yes. into my tank. And that's the thing mm-hmm. that drives my enthusiasm. What type of fuel and I'm put, am I putting them in, into my enthusiasm? And that's where it comes back to what you guys said earlier about, you know, I get to do these things. So because I get to do these things, my gratitude toward those things is feeding it the best fuel yes. I can give it. Right on. Because that makes the best sparks for me. The 93 ah. makes the best sparks for me. Yeah. Now, here's another thing. If you value yourself, you will use 93 octane. Mm-hmm. If you notice cars like BMWs, Mercedes, Lexus, all your high-end cars, they require you use 93. You yeah. have to require that you use 93 for your enthusiasm and Correct. not 87. That's Absolutely. your responsibility. Enthusiasm is your responsibility. And how I fuel it, how I finance it, and how I feed it is left up to me. And yes. what results from that has to do with the fuel that I use to what? To make my enthusiasm or to or yeah, to bring my enthusiasm to life. Does that make yeah. sense? A hundred percent. Rewind it, people, and write that down, all of it. Because <laughs> that literally, that's amazing because uh, it, it is the fuel that you put into it. When we look at the fire five method, you know, you have awareness first. You got to be aware. You just also talked about step number two is extreme personal responsibility. You are the yes. one who controls what goes in your mind, in your eyes, yep. in your mouth, in yep. your body, and how it actually comes out and the energy you bring to the table and your intention that you bring to your day. Then it goes to step three, living with purpose. That purpose is that fuel is one of those things that uh, is the horsepower that gives you that keeps you going. And then you're looking at spreading your meaning because you do those things. You can spread a meaning and your message and what you have with your life and say, Hey, here's, here's who I am and here's how I'm showing up. And the last one there, now step number five in a fire five is clarifying your circle and who you surround yourself with is so extremely important to what goes in your mind, in your eyes and everything else. And I think it's so, so powerful what you just said there dealing with enthusiasm. Let's switch over to positivity. Here's a question I have for you. Um, People, when I was going through a lot of anxiety, uh, things like that, and guys, I mean, we got, you got a family, dude, you got, you got anxiety. Okay. You're like, you know, because there's shit you can control, but there's a lot of stuff you can't control. You know, I got a daughter that, uh, you know, is graduating high school this year, going to college. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, I got like, it might be a couple hours away. And I'm like, all right which kid do I have to make sure I have an eye on so I can choke him to death or whatever. Like I will find you like, you know, you know, like all of that, like, you know, then I have a, a another one that's going to be turning 16 and it's going to be driving. Then I have a, well, my son, it's just all the time. Cause he's like me and I'm like, all right, what the hell is this kid going to do next? You know? <laughs> so it's like, you know, when you look at all those things, you know, I had a lot of anxiety and, and lots of times people will say, Hey man, just think more positive. What's your thoughts on that? And we're going to switch over to that positivity realm because a lot of times we get that, well, just think more positive. Yeah, so 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 thinking more positive is, I believe it, you know, is a good thing, but it's only half of it. It's like G.I. Joe used to say, you know, knowing is half the battle. 
and thinking positive is pretty much I love it, it. Is, is I love it man. Like... Listen, you sorry, I had to interrupt. You just took me back. Listen, I grew up in the brogue. We grew up in, in like my yard was dirt, okay? And we had yeah. this rock out in the middle of the yard that we my brother and I and, and then when my friends came over, we made roads in it and we put yeah. the the GI Joes up on the top and then the, yeah. the like the bad guys, whatever cobras, the cobras down the bottom, and then we just <laughs> mash it all. So, anyways, you just took me back back to that little dirt hole in the middle of our yard. <laughs> so anyway, sorry I had to interrupt there. Like, no, it's, it's okay. Field trip's over. Here we're back. That was, to a, little, back that was a little that was a little extra there. Yeah, that was intentional. <laughs> I intentionally crossed the line so you can come up to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want I wanted to feel your enthusiasm and I got it. Okay. There you go. You struck his inner child for yeah. sure. That thing was yeah. like, yes. Uh, hey, I had a lot of fun what, in that dirt I, hole. You see what I just did, John? I fueled his enthusiasm. Is you, all did, it you did with with high octane. <laughs> with high octane. <laughs> and then you lit it on fire. That was great. Wow, that's awesome. good. That's that's good, guys. <laughs> so um positivity, I think there's just there's just a lot about positivity because positivity itself is a very general. You know, it's a very, very general term. And I think that it does start with uh, two things. It starts with a positive mental attitude mm -hmm. and it starts with gratitude. Yes. Are the two things that the positivity stand with. And I always like to call it an attitude of gratitude. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we've been taught that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, write down all the things you're grateful for and, you know, look at it and, you know, and stuff like that. Believe it or not, I do not have an end of the day gratitude list. I don't have an end of day gratitude list. I may get, I may say something I'm thankful for all things. Mm -hmm. What I have is I have an attitude of gratitude. So I am thankful in the moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If I'm thankful in the moment. So this is, this is, let's say that, let's say that I set a goal for myself. It's a happy goal. Then there's a process that goes with this goal, right? I fall in love with the process. So everything about the process, I may not love the individual ingredients, but I do love the process. Mm -hmm. And I stay positive about, you know, the process because I know it has a what? Because it has a happy ending. You know, if I go mm -hmm. through, you know, I go through the process. So everything that happens with me during the day, whether it's negative or positive from what my mind sees, it's a part of the process. So it turns into being positive. Yeah. Even if I fill out an application for a job and I don't get the job, it doesn't do anything because filling out applications for jobs is a part of the process. The process right. doesn't end until I actually get a job. Yeah. Me being denied of this job means that there's probably a better job somewhere in the process mm -hmm. that keeps me positive throughout the process. Otherwise, I can go into depression. I can get negative. I'm like, why the hell they don't want me? Why they not hire me? Yep. They don't know what they're missing. They, you know, it's their loss. I don't even go through all that. I'm like, oh, the process is still going on. It yeah. hadn't ended yet. Mm. It doesn't end until I reach that happy spot yeah. is when it, you know, it's, it's when it is when it ends. So I have an attitude of gratitude, yeah. which means I'm grateful for all things. Watch this. If I can be grateful in every moment, 60 minutes from now, I've been grateful for an hour. Hmm. If I can be grateful for the 12 hours that I'm awake or 14 hours that I'm awake, I've just been, I've just been grateful for 24 hours for one day. If I can be grateful for an entire day, moment by moment, seven of those makes an entire week. 52 of those makes an entire year. Mm -hmm. So I don't wait till the end of the year, have my gratitude. I'm happy yeah. every day of the, if you call me anytime, Clay, you and I, we've been oh, yeah. friends for years. If you call me any day, I still have an attitude of gratitude. It doesn't yep. matter because that's what, that's <laughs> the fuel and that's what fuels my enthusiasm. Yep. Anytime I get away from attitude of grat gratitude, I'm going from 93 to 89 to 87 octane. And I have to pull myself out of that. When I see my, I'm not perfect. When I see yep. myself, pull, you know, pulling back and I feel my car backfiring or, you know, or, or missing or something like that, I'm ready to pull back up because I need to be up what I need to be at 83 octane. Yeah. You're not always there, but you have to be responsible when you see yourself going there. You have to do what you have to be responsible for pulling yourself back up. Correct. And a lot of people don't want to take that, you know, take that responsibility. Absolutely. And positivity, just like enthusiasm, it's something that you get to turn on and off. It's something that you right. get to you get to control. I have this thing called thinking responsibly. Thinking responsibly is kind of like drinking responsibly. Mm -hmm. It's thinking responsibly. You have to think about what you say, what you see, what you hear, what you feel, what you experience, and how you respond. Yeah. All those things you're responsible for thinking about. And I give an attitude of gratitude for all those things. Yeah. What I see, what I hear, what I, how I say it. You guys can say something to me and I can hear it a certain way. I'm responsible for how I heard what you said. You're yeah. not responsible for what I am. 
I'm responsible for how I respond to it. You're not, I am. I'm not responsible for your response. I'm responsible for my response, right? And how enthusiastic I get when I return back to you has everything to do with the type of fuel that I put in. 87 is negative fuel to me. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Right. Huge yeah, so, when you just said that, you know, yeah. uh, it, there's a couple things I heard of there. We'll dissect this part first is okay. like the, I was told before E plus R equals O the event plus your response equals the outcome and you control the R. That's what mm-hmm. you control. You might, you, you might be able to control the event sometimes, but you always control the R that is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it's a difference between emotionally reactive and thought reactive. You know, mm-hmm. when we're thought reactive. We can actually make choices that, are for the betterment of ourselves and the people that are around us as well uh, and so forth. And, and, and I love is looking at thankful in the moment. Think about, because when you're, when you're thankful in the moment and you practice that gratitude, I always say gratitude. If you want to change your life, practice gratitude, period. Um, All all the time, all the time, all the time, (laughs) everything, the little and the big, because I I think a lot of times, you know, with gratitude, people are like, well, and it's celebration. That's why, like, we did a win for the week and we always do a win for the week in the brotherhood to start it off. And it doesn't have to. So many times guys are like, well, it's if it's a win, it has to be something big, you know, and it's like, dude, shut up. Like, I ate a really good freaking um, cinnamon bun yesterday the dude the fucking thing was amazing like, it was incredible i only ate a quarter of it and my do- i gave half to my daughter it was amazing it was I, like it was great and like i was that's a win to me right. that's a huge win because it was delicious and um and, and and so when we look at those different things you know think about when you go into the moment with gratitude and you're consistent with gratitude and it takes practice it's uh, like, yes. I was in Mr. Gratitude all the time mm-hmm. up until probably like three years ago, like then, but it took practice. Well, how mm-hmm. long did it take me to practice? It took me three years to get to that space where I can go, go gratitude and be grateful for all of the stuff that goes in my life, the good, the bad, the ugly, the awesome, and the not so awesome, like all of it. But think about the energy, that enthusiasm that it brings to you, but think it also the difference when you start thinking in gratitude, something occur, something happens to you, and instead of looking at that adversity or maybe that negative as something that is like, oh, this, this is this is bad, this is a negative. You're what you just said here is taking that and looking at it and saying, you know what? On the other side of that adversity is an amazing, extreme advantage and extreme opportunity for me to take advantage of. And that's exciting. Yes. And for me in my past, man, I, I it was something would happen. I'm like, oh, woe is me. You know what I mean? Like that victim mentality piece. But that's a choice I was making. When we talk about E plus R equals O, like you were saying, like that was a choice. I was choosing to respond in that way. When I choose purposefully to choose to respond with gratitude, I have different outcomes. My life is completely different than six years ago when all of that was going through. So what, what you talked about changing that, that, that drift. Cause I love it because like, listen, we're human. We're going to drift. What are maybe one or two tools that you utilize to help you get back into flow, get sure. back into that space instead of, cause when you feel okay. like you're drifting, what are maybe one or two tools that you would recommend to get right. back into that flow? And I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give you my main tool, and it covers all the tools. You know nice. that, that I'm gonna give you my tool chest, and all my other tools are inside yes. the other tool chest. All right, there's this thing called. Uh, you you guys have seen like um, NASCAR racing, Indianapolis 500, and things Turn like that, left. right? Yeah, and they got uh, <laughs> when, when when something happens to a guy's car, he come into the what? Where does he stop? In, in the, the pit, pit stop. Oh, yeah. he, he stops right. He stops. In, he stops in pit road. A lot of times when things happen in our life. Instead of making a pit stop, we make it a rest stop. In mm. a Good rest one. stop is different than a pit stop. In a re- in a pit stop, when the, something's wrong with the guy's car, he knows something's wrong with it. He don't get overly emotionally emotional about it. He pulls into the pit stop where he has his pit group pit crew. Watch this, and he's back in the race. Here's another guy who takes that same emotion and he takes it to a rest stop. 
Mm-hmm. He pulls his seat back, puts his foot up on the dashboard, says, I'm going to, mm. you know, relax for 20 minutes or however long it takes, turn the radio on. He may get out, go and take a leak and talk to the other guys and talk about his woes and this and that and other. He may talk to the truck driver, you know, stop and, you know, got his hand on the truck driver's door and up there, man, you know, this happened to me, this happened to me, this happened to me. The way to stay in a positive and to stay in the flow is to stop making your emotions rest stops and make them pit stops nice. and get your ass back in the race. Nice. Find some people. You need a pit crew. You know how they say you 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 are you you're you're an example of the five people you have in your life. Those people are your pit crew. You make sure that you have the right pit crew in your life. That when you go through your emotional shit, that you can drive in, and these people know that the checker flag has not has not been uh, a wave yet. That it's only a yellow flag. That you're in a cautionary. When I when when I go into a rest stop with my emotions, man, that means that shit is over. I I, I, I gotta talk. I got no. You just go into the pit stop, baby. Get those five. Yeah. Get call somebody. Call John. Call Larry, call somebody on the phone from your pit crew and let them change the tire. Let them, t- they'll change up. The- Dude, they've been changed. They changed the whole engine. Like, right? The engine. Like, I've seen these guys like Jack DeGarro take like the entire engine out and put another one in. I'm like, holy shit. Like, that is, that is, that was, those are the people you need, need in your life. And that's how you keep in the flow. And that's how you keep positive is you don't make, all these things can be memories, but you don't want to make memorabilia out of them. You don't want to turn this incident into a trophy. You don't want to turn, I don't need a yeah. certificate for it or you know anything like that so that's my main thing is i have learned to turn my emotional things when i start when i'm positive and i start to go into negative because of something that happened or something that didn't happen expectations what do i do i go to my pit crew i pull into the pit stop and i'm back on the road and back yeah. in life dude. Yeah. the people yeah. who are negative the people who are negative are people that i know are resting in their bullshit yeah, yeah, for Ooh. sure, for sure. Yeah, happiness is a choice, man. Every and people need to choose it a whole hell of a lot more. That's for have, sure. Have you, you, you are right, John. Happiness is a choice. What happens is people think that when they become successful, they'll be happy, and yeah. it's the opposite. I'm successful because I'm happy first. Yeah. Happiness always precedes success. Yeah, that's why and you know, have a lot of successful people who are not happy because they thought success would make them happy, mm-hmm. and they didn't go in with happiness. You want to go in with a positive mental attitude, and you want to take. A, I was at a party the other day for Thanksgiving. And the lady said, well, did you have fun? I said, hell yeah, I had fun because I brought fun with me. Yeah, I came, go. Yep. I came with fun. She said, well, I yeah. brought I said, it. Yes, I, brought happiness. I brought happiness with me. Did you yep. make any friends? I said, yes, because I brought a friend to the party, me. Yeah. Yep. And I was able right to on. make some other friends because of that. And, you know, I, and I agree, as we've all said, you know, one, gratitude is definitely the secret sauce to life for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and heck, I, I wore my Gary V positivity and optimism Ooh, shoes all day, yeah. day right there boy. you know what i mean like that's my you life know, i was like did you just take that off of your foot i did i did i think the optimism is one of them words that needs to be tied to that as well yeah okay. with that the positivity and with enthusiasm just having that optimism that you know that that good outlook I think we call it a we I, call it a positive we call it a positive mental attitude for sure. Exactly, you do want to yeah. you do want to have a positive mental attitude. And the only way you can do that is to take some of the cosmic debris. A lot of us can't have a positive mental attitude because we have too much bullshit already circulating around. Yep. If you go outside of the earth and go up far enough, you'll see all kinds of shit like circling the earth. They call it cosmic debris. If you look, if you uh, move out from some people's brain, they got cosmic debris going around. That just painted a whole clearer picture about a lot of people there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you have to remove the cosmic debris in order to stay what? In order to stay yeah. positive, in order to, you know, yeah. to keep, uh, keep a positive mental attitude. Yeah. And that's, it's, that's important. And a lot of people don't feed their, uh, they don't feed their attitude positive things. They feed that. And that, guess where you get it from? You get it from the rest stop. Yep. You start talking to the trucker about all the things that's going on in your life. Guess what he's going to do? He's going to reciprocate. He's yep. say, oh, yeah, man, my old lady did the same thing. I remember when she did this, when she did that. And it's just more cosmic debris. And they just say, oh, shit. Let, me throw, more, let me throw some of all my junk in your car with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what rest stop, that's what rest keep, stop is all about. Let's keep filling up the trash can. Keep filling yeah, up the trash pit, can. At a pit stop, they don't leave anything, don't they? They yeah. take everything off the road that's, that's on there. Everything they brought on, they take it with them. They take it back. They don't throw, they don't throw the tools in the car, the, uh, the spare parts in the car. They don't. Everything yep. stays with whoever took it off. And the guy who took the wheel off, he rolls it into somewhere. I don't know where he takes it back into wherever, <laughs> you know, wherever they go. But they never throw the spare tire into the car. They never throw engine parts into the car. But when you yep. step into a rest stop, everything is thrown back on you. And you leave the rest stop feeling tireder and more weary, more depressed, more anxious than you did when you pulled up in the first place. Yep. Right. Oh. 
Woof. Oh, that's going to be some good clippage right there. For I'm telling you what, that's going to be that's some nuggets right there. Just total bomb dropping. Rewind it, write it down. (laughs) Rewind it, write it down. And 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 listen, you know, we always got to think with our time, with our energy, and our relationships. Where are you spending your time, Mm -hmm. your energy, and your relationships? Why are you spending your time, energy, and relationships on that? And is it moving you towards where you and, and is your time, energy, and and where you're putting your time, energy, and relationships at? Is it actually moving you forward towards where you really want to go? Those are the three questions we should be asking ourselves all of the time. Can and, I say something about that? Can yeah. I say something about that real real quick? Time, energy, and relationship. Which one is the most important? Do you think it's the most important? To me, the relationship with myself is the most important. And John, and that's yeah, which I one agree. You okay, I agree. Now I'm going to disagree. Not okay. to disagree, say I'm going to disagree. Your energy mm. is the most mm. important one. Because if I don't have the energy, I won't even talk to myself. I won't That's even true. get up. I won't take a shower. I won't do. I won't do anything if I, don't have the, if I don't have the energy to do it. I can have all the time in the world, but if I don't have the energy to do it, I can have 24 hours of my day. And if I don't have the energy, the stamina, the vitality yeah. to get up and actually move and do it, it will not get yeah. done. Mm. I can even talk to myself. I, this is what I'll say. I'll say, you know what, Larry? You need to get up and send Clay that picture that he asked for, you know, <laughs> for your, you need to send that bio he asked for, you know, right there. I got time to do it because you told me like yesterday or day before yesterday. You told me, I have time to do it. I didn't have the energy to do it. Yeah. I didn't have the energy to do it. And it was all the way up until the time, but an hour before that I actually got the energy to, uh, to do it. I had the time. I had a good relationship with myself, but I didn't have the energy. Yeah. That's all like that's great because when we look at that, you know, it, it does like that is the where as I'm I'm, I'm processing this in my brain is as we go through and I'm building that relationship myself that has to take energy, you know, and, and that's why for, for me, my relationship with myself extends out to everything else, but I have, to have the energy to build that, yep. uh, which is awesome. And that's not something that I have thought about. So that's. Yeah, because if you if you half assing with the energy with yourself, you're gonna half ass with the energy Correct. with your kids. You're gonna half ass with the energy with your wife. You and you mm-hmm. have, and you and us as a man, we have to have energy not only for ourselves, we have to have energy for the rest of our family as well. Mm-hmm. We have to energy, have the energy for our job. We have to have the energy to provide, to protect. We have to generate a hell of a lot more energy than yeah. most people do. Than you know, than other gen- genders do. Not saying that women don't have to generate energy too, but there's our energy. It's a lot of physical energy yeah. and a lot of mental energy. Now here's the thing. How do you keep that energy up? Well, how do you, how it, it's going back to the 87, uh, 89 and 93 oct- octane, mm-hmm. doesn't it? That's why energy is so important. What are you putting in your body? Because it's what you put in that creates that energy for yep. you. What you feed your brain, what you feed your mind and what you feed your body and how you exercise there, everything yeah. to do with the energy. And it has everything to do with how you relate to yourself, how you relate to others. And watch this, how efficient and how effective you are with your time. Mm. I can stretch time out with the right energy because yep. I can do more in less time. Have you guys ever, have you guys ever done something? You've done it. Oh, yeah. say, man, I, I used to come home this way. It takes me 20 minutes. I found this new way to come home. It takes me 10 minutes. So what you've done is you've gotten better with your time. And now you've moved all your energy over to this other place that takes 10 minutes. What did that do? That gave you 10 minutes of extra time to do something yep. and to do something different. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what I used to do with that 10 minutes. When I didn't feel like going in the house right away, I just spend 10 minutes in my car listening to the radio before I have to hear my wife when I, <laughs> when I, go, in the, when I go in the house. You got to be careful not to do it in your driveway sometimes because they'll look out and see and she'll be like, yeah, what were you doing out there yeah, for so long? Doing for 10 minutes? It's like, honey, wait, I mean, I say, honey, I was thinking about you. That's good. It's all good. It's all good stuff. It's all good stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Well, we are getting wrapping up to the end here. Larry, give us All right. You know, we're looking at, you give us a ton, a ton of nuggets, a ton, a ton of information here. That is awesome. It's useful. There is, and if you look through, if you go back and listen, there's going to be a, a, a ton of tools that you can all use. You know, I'm picking up a, a many of the different, like the pit well, stop, the things that were in the pit stop. When you start talking about the different things that are in the pit stop and how each person has a different individual role there, you know, you're talking about clarifying your circle. You're talking about all these other pieces, um, it, it, ownership. You're talking about purpose. You're talking about time management. You're talking about energy management. That's a, that, that's a huge one, you know, mm-hmm. energy management there too. So all of these different things were a ton of different tools. So we go back through there. But what would you say are your top three tools 
that would help men be able to keep that enthusiasm and that positivity up? What would you say your top three are that you would recommend? I think having a, um, having a, having a, a positive mental attitude for sure is, you know, it's yep. going to be one, uh, having a definite purpose and intention, you know, about yourself and uh, having a pleasant personality. A lot of men don't have a pleasant, don't have a pleasant personality. Yeah. We, you know, our shit, we just, <laughs> we talk to people anyway. We talk to ourselves and, you know, in any, any kind of way. And we just don't have a pleasing, you know, pleasing personality. So I would say that for sure. Positive mental attitude, definite, a definite purpose and a pleasant, uh, a pleasant personality. That's it. That's all. Actually, that's actually awesome. You know, because, you know, there's many times I, I'll use my dad in an example. Everybody thought my dad was just pissed off all the time. I'm like, that's just his face. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm. <laughs> I was like, he's actually really nice, you know, but he had to, he's, yeah, the eyebrows down, the uh, the handle. I don't know what do you call that, Fu Manchu or something like the that. Fu Manchu, yeah. Had, yeah, had yeah, the handle, yeah, yeah. I had the handlebars came down. And he just, you know, he's a coach standing on the sideline, all his arms crossed. Yeah. I was like, one more actually th- talk to him. He's actually kind of nice, you know. Yeah, you know, nice. You know, but but yeah. One more thing. Yeah, one more ahead. thing I want to leave. One more thing I want to leave you with Clay too. When we talked about having that pit crew and having that team of five, yeah. because we we hear that a lot. You know, have you know we're uh, a replica of the you know, five people that we have. And you, you guys have seen another tr- a truck before too, and it has what they call a fifth wheel. Mm-hmm. And of, of the five people, you're one of those five people who are, you know, who, 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 who are on your team. What I tell people is this, don't become the fifth wheel of your team. Mm-hmm. What does fifth wheel do on the back of a truck? It carries the load of everything else on the truck. You don't want to be the one to carry the load of your entire team. And sometimes we find that we find ourselves the smartest person on our team. You don't want to be the smartest person on your pit crew. I agree. You don't want to be the fifth wheel. Nope, nope, nope. Or the what'd you say? What'd you say before John? The fifth dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. You don't want everybody to come in and connect to you, and you have to pull everybody yeah. through. If all your friends you find yourself pulling through, yes. you have to go pick them up. You have to do this. Sometimes you have to pay for this. I left my wallet. I did this. They can't. Yep. If you get yeah. thrown in jail, they can't bail you out. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be that. With you know, with your pick crew, you do want to choose your. You said it earlier, and that's why I said it. Is you do want to choose your pick crew very. Carefully, people who have different skills, you know, than uh, yes. than you have, so that everybody right. carries their weight, you know, and you don't end up being that fifth wheel. Hundred percent. Right. I think one of the the uh, I'm going to add uh, another step to that as well is make sure that everybody in your pit crew, you know, why they're there and what you need them for. Yeah, I think yeah. one times we just say, "Hey, this is a really good person. Let's put that in here." But why do you need that person? Why are they yeah. there? There needs to be a specific reason of why they are there. Yeah you know, yeah. and, and why you call on them. If this is finances, I'm going to this dude. If this yeah. is my relationship, I'm going to this person. If this is this, I'm going to this person. And mm-hmm. and also being able to say, hey, what am I giving back to that, you know, as well? What do I need from them? But what, what can I help them with? You might be in their circle. You might not be, but exactly. you can also, you can also give back as well to those things because that makes you better no matter what. So love the conversation, right Larry. Uh, yes, you're sir. now, Absolutely. you're now, we're going to transition into the quick hit Q and a, you got five seconds to answer 10 questions. You ready? Okay. <laughs> Are we ready? All right. You said I have, wait, you said I have five seconds to answer 10 five questions. Seconds, That's like yeah. five, seconds, one, five seconds for yeah. each question. Five seconds okay. for each question. Not, <laughs> okay. Not yeah. all okay let's do it. Five seconds. seconds for all questions already. We're going to get you, kidding. we're going to get you talking like that, that legal guy on the commercials before it's all over yet. <laughs> or, the, or listen, the guy that's on the, uh, what is it? The commercials where you're like, no, wait, did you just say sudden in like instant death? You know, or the, what is it? The, um, oh, the, uh, prescription drug ones, man, those are like yeah. horrible. Some oh, of the yeah. things like bleeding from your earlobe. What? I can bleed from my earlobe. Yeah. What the yeah. hell? Yeah. Or what All right. Here we go. All right. Start with number one. What's your favorite animal? Dogs. Work or play? <laughs> play. What's your favorite word? Enthusiasm. That's an easy one. Yeah. Top book recommendation for our listeners. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's your hero? My dad. What's your deepest fear? Uh, my deepest fear is my own insecurities. Mm, love it. If you could go back in time to change any part of your life, would you? No. What do you wish you would learn? Would have learned sooner? Um, 
how to handle money. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Do you prefer the soft cloud version or the sword version of the truth? Uh, of the truth? Yep. The sword is fine. I can I can take it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah bring bring it on, baby. <laughs> and last on. one. What is your biggest strength? Um talking. Communication. I agree. Totally agree. I agree. Totally agree. And, and as I said at the beginning, guys, if, if you're listening to this and you're not enthusiastic right now, you're not positive, you're not ready to go out and just like light it up. I don't know. Like a you need to find your pit crew and then get some stuff to get your that's ass good, back out good, in the race. So that's great, Clay. He's like, where can, where can people where can people connect with you at, Larry? Um, on uh, you can come IG, just Lawrence McNair, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E, McNair. Uh, and you can do Facebook is the same. If you want to connect with me, just uh, DM me and, uh, and I'll get back with you. Absolutely. hundred percent. Well, thank you, Larry, for being here guys. I know you got a ton out of this. And uh, again, just as always download this for future use, go back, rewind it, write some notes down, take it again. And then here's what we ask you to do review rate. Uh, Make sure you get on there because the more that you do that, the more we get shared out and also go share this with one other man that, you know, that's definitely going to get something out of this because you did so. But Clay, also, you know, if, if any if any of you guys, you know, look at this or watch this or listen to this and you get something out of it that's, you know, really good, DM me and, send, you know, send me a Absolutely. DM, you know, to Lawrence McNair on Facebook and uh, Lawrence McNair on IG and let me know your, you know, let me know your thoughts. I'm not perfect. You know, I, you yeah. know, obviously we're, you know, this is a conversation that, you know, that we're having. If you agree with something and it resonates, say yay. And if you disagree, you yes. know, let me know why. And we can get into, you know, a dialogue about, uh, about it. maybe we can come on this show and get into absolutely. a dialogue about that. Absolutely. Uh, That'd be awesome. Absolutely. Love it. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Reach out to us, reach out to Larry. Uh, just an amazing friend, amazing guy, amazing man, husband, father. Uh, I can't believe you've been hiding him from me for this long. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, John. That's good, John. That is good. I don't have, I don't even have a response for that. <laughs> so. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, again, guys, just go share this with one other person out there. Larry, thank you for being here with us tonight. Talk about enthusiasm, positivity, find your pit crew, do those things, stay consistent, build intention, build enthusiasm, put that right fuel in you so that you can go be a man that's on purpose and on fire every single day. So appreciate you. Have a great week, guys. Yes, sir.